All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Hello, welcome to your podcast number 67. This is uh, February 2013, and you're here with Gary Schaller and Ken Mills. And we're celebrating 40 years of KISS, 4-0. Unbelievable. Ken, yeah. where were you 40 years ago? I can't remember, but uh, I, wasn't in, <laughs> I wasn't in KISS, sadly. But uh, wow, who, 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 whoever would have sunk it. But you were pretty darn close to becoming a fan, is that right? I mean, you became, I know you became a fan in 75, but you heard about him like late 74, early 75, is that right? Right, in the dark early days when fun things were forbidden yet everywhere. Right. Right. Were Kiss like the EC comics? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And them and Alice Cooper were kind of like, ooh, you're not supposed to like that. You know, kind of like how Marilyn Manson became at some point and then he became just like Kiss and Alice Cooper like a joke, you know. Right. It's, it's a and, and, line. And, 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 and that's not said in a bad way, but it's kind of like Alice Cooper. He's the the devil of rock and you know blah, blah, blah. and then he's and now he's, the Muppet show and doing stuff. He's the center square. Yeah, and centers and he <laughs> plays golf and has a golfing book and and all that's valid and all that's cool. But when you're a teen and you're you you kinda want to look for that thing that you're not supposed to be seeing. Right. You don't want the slipknot holiday special. Right. It's it's kind of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, and then the remake. It's kind of like when your mom and dad are watching the remake with you. It's not as cool as like sneaking off to an all-night drive-in show and stuff like that. So like right. when you were at a Destroyer show or a Love Gun show, you even the, when it became as mainstream as it did, it still felt like something that was yours and, you know. Right. Some something that was yours that was kind of kind of forbidden in a way. And speaking of which, what I want to do now is I want to start out with something that uh, you and I were talking about before we pressed record, which is if you had to pick three songs from throughout history that you want to hear them play again in the set list. I mean, I know this is all wishful thinking, but why not? That's that's why we have a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what would those three songs be? Well, you go first. Well, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the Destroyer and Love Gun tours, and I know I'm not alone in wanting to hear Ladies Room again. So here's a rare live clip of Kiss performing Ladies Room back in the day. Give it a listen. Oh, <laughs> 
What's off Dress to Kill that we could hear, Gary? You know, I, I uh, they did it on the cruise, but you know, they do those things on the cruise, and then mm-hmm. unfortunately we don't hear it again. But I want to hear Getaway. Yeah. So. They could play the whole Dress to Kill record from top to bottom. You know, they've never done that. They've never said, here's the whole record. We're going to play the whole thing live. I really think in many ways that Dress to Kill is overshadowed by Alive and Hotter Than Hell on the other side of it. Right, where, you know, there's nothing, no detracting from Alive or Hotter Than Hell. They're both amazing records. But Dress to Kill, to me, is my favorite of those original three records. Really? I think so. I mean, Kiss has the better material. Hotter Than Hell is heavier and darker. But has the bad production. Right. Comparably. And Dress to Kill, to me, is just like, it's just a fun. It's just like a half hour of really feeling good and, and really well-executed music that's 
produced far better than people give it credit for. Do we have anything for my baby on the podcast jukebox? I think we do. Let's give it a spin. Uh, well, now you're saying about like a live version? Yeah. Okay. The only thing that I can think of that we would be able to do, by the way, is like a um, like a well, yeah, like there's like maybe a. Five Didn't they do that track. off the uh, cruise? Probably. I could maybe find that. I don't know, but it's one of those you know ten second attempts. I thought they did it on the electric show or something. I'm no, no, they did. Not. No, they, they did. should. They should do that song. I love that song. Oh, it's fantastic! It's one of the best. I remember one time I was really down. It was the first time I ever saw the band Mr. Speed. It's uh-huh. just so dead and down. And my wife took me to see Mr. Speed. It was kind of like, oh, let's just do this. We've got nothing else to do. And we showed up, and it, they were great. They were fantastic. But at some point, there was like this – I don't know what happened, but like the bar crowd was changing where like they – there's a certain bar crowd came in and then they all left and then they came back. But in that time period when they all left, I remember the lead singer of Mr. Speed looking at us because he knew we were diehards and he says, what do you want to hear? And I said, anything from my baby and bang, they just cracked it right out just like that. And that's a hard song to start with. I mean, you know, to start out because it's acapella or not acapella, but you know, there's like, there's no guitar. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you they just, just went straight into it. So yeah, they're a fantastic to band. Them. Oh, they're really good. They're really good. And that's a great, I love that song. And then it felt filled back up and life was good. And that was Mr. Speedstery, which is different than history. Hi, by (laughs) the way, hello to Andrew Scambetti. He's putting together a new show. So be looking out for that. A a new, uh, sort of kiss related podcast. Be on the lookout for that. Get out of here. No, it's a happening. It's a happening. Dude. By the, awesome. way, by the way, I'd like to say hi to the 9 million different KISS podcasts that are out there now, and uh, just hello to everyone. Awesome. Welcome, welcome aboard, welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. <laughs> no, there's a lot of great stuff out there. You really can have uh, your own KISS radio station. You can have KISS talk. You can have KISS music. You can program it however you want now. It's crazy. You, it, ever, miss, you ever miss the... Uh... Not the old days of of uh, podcasts, but the old days where you didn't have that flexibility with records. Like if you were going to listen to a record, you had to listen to that record, and you couldn't sort of program your own playlists and things. Yeah, and it was weird. Like you know, I'm an artist, so it was always kind of weird because you'd you'd like like you'd be painting or sculpting or something, right? And you would put that album on, and then another album on. So like you'd get like I don't know, you may you'd listen to a Yes album, Pink Floyd, or the Beatles, or Kiss, or whatever. And you, I would put like four of them on, and they drop, and then play like side one. So I'd listen to all the side ones, and then wash my hands and go over and flip them, as to not damage the vinyl product. And then you'd have to flip them over, and then listen to all the sides twos. It was kind of a bizarre mix. Right. No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But now everything's just like program done. Did you ever have double albums where? Uh, let me see if I could do side one and side two were on different pieces of vinyl for yeah. that very you know yeah. what I'm talking about? for yeah. that very reason mm-hmm. right yes yes yeah people people below the age of eighteen are going to be listening to this saying what the hell are they talking about all CDs are side ones and side twos together 
You know, it's weird. That's one of the things that we've lost, like the side one, the side two. I know you recently posted on the podcast Facebook page that you were listening to Monster on Vinyl. Oh, my God. It was what great. What was it like to listen to side one and side two? Because I have yet to experience that. We, I, I bought the vinyl. Mm-hmm. I haven't cracked well, it open yet. Right, we just got nice new speakers. and um, As opposed to the old crappy ones. You know, it's sad. My wife uh, was a DJ in college, and she had great speakers. And they just, you know, as things are, they just they crapped out. Wasn't everybody a DJ in college? <clears throat> I, I, yes, were you? <laughs> Every, yeah, yeah. I was too. <laughs> I did, I the, did. the big difference between me and, and your wife is that as opposed to like she is vinyl pretty. or, she's yeah, she's pretty. much prettier than I am. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but as opposed to, um, carting around like, uh, 10,000 pounds of vinyl. You know, it now can be like, are these, all these kids in their internet age, they just put their MP3 player in the thing and match the beats electronically and all that. It's unbelievable. We used to carry, it was, it'd be like moving your entire house if you, if you were gonna do a party, like you'd- Hauling milk crates. Yes, crates full of vinyl. Right. And, yeah. you, and you sat near those because there was always that one guy who wanted to go through every album you had under the pretense of wanting you to play something. But you right. know he's really like, I'm going to steal this as soon as you get drunk. <laughs> well, I tell you, though, that was how I got like rare you know, singles and stuff. You Dude. son of a... <laughs> well, I remember... I what, was stealing a... them from hardworking guys like me? No, I'll tell you what. I you was, were uh... one of the first file sharers, weren't you? I was... <laughs> <laughs> File share. I'm gonna steal your album. I'm forty five. Forty five share. Yeah. No, I was uh, I was in college, freshman year of college when the when the new when the then new Floyd record, uh, the Division Bell came out, mm-hmm. and at the and at the radio station they got an advanced copy of the single, and I remember someone with an indelible marker wrote all over it. They wrote, uh, you know, not for Gary, not for Gary, <laughs> like all over it because they knew. Wow. They knew I was just gonna like run off with that. Uh, Ladies but yes, and gentlemen, lock up your Pink Floyd collections. There you go. On uh, Monster on vinyl, fantastic. And I'll tell you what makes it is so so cool is that side two starts with "Eat Your Heart Out." Really? Right? Yeah. Which and so you, Joe Casey calling you. Know, I mean, he he called that man. Boy, that he's really elevated that song for me. No, me too. Definitely. Just like uh, what was the one from Killers? Um, down on your knees, yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe likes those like hard hitting kiss songs, and yeah, yeah that one. T- that one. Joe's opinion of that one had less impact on me. It's just but, I just eat your heart out. You were like, yeah, this is yeah. Pretty- eat your heart. I was like, well, shit, yeah. Why didn't I see that? But uh, by the way, yeah. order in the swear jar. Um, clink. Um, and uh, you know, but down on your knees, just not the same. Well, when you turn the vinyl over for Monster. Yes. And you put the needle put the needle on side two. Put the needle and, on the record till the drum beat sounds like uh, um and you get them doing their you know, clearing their throat and doing their a cappella thing. La, 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 la. <laughs> ting 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 ting. It really it's a kick ass way to start side two. Wow. I'm gonna have to do, to do that. That's you know what? I'll tell you what, uh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh the devil is me mm-hmm. on vinyl. Will crack your skull. Really? Well, I hope so because really it kind of bores me in real life. Oh, um, man. It bores me on MP3 and digital CD compact disc. Well, A, you're wrong. <laughs> it happens. 
It no, no, it really. I no, I I'll understand. Be wrong I, about this, you'd be wrong about something else. Agreed. Fine. No, but uh, it's uh, it's good. It has uh, well, you know how vinyl is. It's warmer and it has rounder bass sound, right? Mm-hmm. And just something about it. It's just a nice, thick, heavy. It's good. It's good. It's good. Well, good luck with that, you know, trying to do what Joe Casey did with Eat Your Heart Out because I don't see it happening. Maybe millions of listeners will say, hey, we didn't realize there was a million of us and then there aren't. But anyway, uh, they'll they'll say, hey, that's that's a great call, Gary, but I don't see it happening. So who's our fan of the month, by the way? Fan of the month today is Mr. Pete LaRussa. Nice. Hey. And uh, we put a little shout-out on the uh, Facebook page saying, who's the fan friend of the month? And he's been listening since the very first podcast episode uh, that, that he ever heard was the roundtable discussion about Jakugu Radutsen. And he heard of us through blabbermouth.net. They posted an article back in the, back in the day. Wow. And uh, he also uh, did a great cover version of Got to Choose, so... We salute you, Pete LaRusso. We do we, welcome do we you ha- to the fan and the friend of the month. We we had that uh, version on yeah. the show, didn't we? Yeah, yeah that was not great. Too long ago. Smoking, yep. really good. And he also cool. did the uh, inner yeah, the little review for the mini monster review. You know, so that was cool. Now, speaking of interviews, right? Yes. Um, you've got something cooking that may be coming along really soon. We might have it on this show if we get it in time. Uh, do you want to talk about who you got? Sure. Um, Mr. Chris Epting, who wrote this really cool book called All I Need to Know I Learned from Kiss, Life Lessons from the Hottest Band in the Land. What did you learn from Kiss, Gary? Oh, man. I learned how to rock out. All, all night, actually, and, and also and party every, every day. Every day, every yeah. single day. That's what they want us to say, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what I, I learned that that you should never second guess what's going to happen to you when you go to the doctor. Because, because Paul's eighties unmasked wraps. You know, really, all kinds of things can happen. Um, well, I, in all seriousness, all kidding aside, I really do feel like I, I, I don't know, perseverance maybe. Same here, and as weird as this is going to sound, I mean, we all dabbled with things or did not one way or the other, but we all dabbled with stuff growing up in the times that we did, and I've always kind of realized that, like, I like I says, I really only need to depend on me, and uh, there's people I love and things I love, but I don't need to get high to have a good time, and... And I've, that's, believe it or not, that's something I always kind of pulled away. And there was, there was something about Kiss's music. You didn't have a lot of we, like, we're, you know, like, remember, here's, here's, here's a big difference between Kiss and Wicked Lester. One of the reasons the concept worked when the other didn't. Instead of, we want to shout it out loud, as opposed to just shout it out loud. Kiss is very, yeah, singular. I, me, me, I. Or, and also you, right? Yeah. It's a, that's the other thing, right? They're, it's either I or it's you, right? Yeah, it's not. We're all, we're loving it loud. We're all doing this together. Even though there's that call to unity, it's mm-hmm. still the singular. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Which I don't even want to get into the discussion of Marxism versus uh, Ayn Rand's uh, theory. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, please. no, but... Uh, 
And speaking of I, that's one of those top three for me that I want to hear them do live. All right, so back to our dream set list thing, right? So we've got three songs each that we want to hear them do. I, I said I want to hear I, Get Away, and Ladies Room. And you said Anything for My Baby. Mm-hmm. Right? You got two more. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, okay, yeah, Fits Like a Glove would be great. I mean, I'd love to kind of hear the current lineup try that. That would be kind of fun. Wouldn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I'm curious as to if Gene would be able to get through the lyrics on this one. Butter my toast. Never eat the toast. Blah, 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 blah. Toast. <laughs> and when I eat toast, yeah. it's you just know, like a, a hot knife through butter toast. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, though. That song, to me, highlights Gene as a smart singer. Because he would write these and record these songs where, you know, you had to kind of, um, if you tried to sing in that register for too long, your ears would bleed. Mm-hmm. But then live, he changed the melody just enough to be able to sing it. Fits like a glove.
Okay, you know give, what? Give me a nudge. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You know what? I keep thinking about with fits like a glove. What? On the Animalize Live uncensored video. Uh Boy, he sweat <laughs> a lot during that. <laughs> they all. They yeah. All, <laughs> well, that. No, no, that. Okay, but also, <laughs> Paul does the thing. He goes. Uh, you know, this song is called Fits Like, and then he puts his middle finger in his mouth. Okay, but every now and then I think about some other artists, like if you went to see, I don't know, if you went to see, um, I don't know, the, the Indigo Girls, right? You know, this song is called Least Complicated, you know, or whatever. Right. <laughs> or Paul McCartney, this one's Come Together, and he like acts like he just, you right. know, he's phallic symbol thing you wouldn't see bono doing that no no bono is not gonna you know i don't know what song bono would do it to but this song is called tangled up in blue (laughs) bob dylan would never do that right (laughs) kesha might (laughs) she sucks anyway but yeah god i really like that that show and i kind of sometimes wonder because this was really back before there was bootlegs per se because videotape was a new thing i mean we were paying like 39 dollars for animal live and uncensored when it came out 39 dollars for a videotape right people are going what's a videotape um in that silver <clears throat> box where the the fingernails were coming through yeah it was awesome that was great but I-, I remember watching that thing like five times a day with my friends like we just watch it constantly and what's a friend well those are people that hang out with you, because, oh, you know. okay i didn't have those friends again oh, <laughs> all i had was the animalized dvd, DVD that yeah. was it you had the videotape and that was it <laughs> i love you my friend yeah. videotape don't ever leave me you know what's pathetic and also not pathetic is that you talk we talked about like you know 1970s kiss being this secret thing that your parents couldn't get into right right so i mean 10 years later i'm watching animalize live uncensored and the truth is that was kind of like that you know you couldn't i couldn't really watch that with my parents in the room because they didn't want to hear about i didn't want them to hear about paul stanley's levi 501 jeans being unbuttoned Pop. yeah she grabbed that the baby had the biggest you know, tongue I've ever yeah no I remember one time my grandmother was <laughs> in the kitchen and I'm watching it in the living room and I'm like every time that they'd like kiss would get inappropriate I would like just kind of or you'd like I'd try soft, to turn it down a little bit like or you'd like soft shoe out of the room like yeah da 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 <laughs> but do you think it was good because I I take two. No, I know what you're going to say. I think we love it so much because it's so great or because we didn't have anything else. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Not saying anything bad about it, but you kind of wonder, is this so great because we didn't have anything else? Like there's a lot of music that we clearly grew up with like in the 70s or 60s or whatever that's like beloved, you know, some beloved punk band or whatever. But you just – you pick them because there wasn't anything else like it at the time. You know what? Okay, here. I, 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 I feel like I can sort of separate things a little bit, right? The, the, the wacky clothing aside, mm-hmm. which I know, you know, it's everyone was wearing stuff like that back then, but, mm-hmm. um, I actually think that Animalized Live Uncensored musically is still really sharp. Oh, it is. Really good. And I think we need to hear for my third choice. 
And, and boy, this is really a kind of an unmasked heavy list for me. But I'm going to go with Young and Wasted. Okay. Could cool. you ima- now? Now, who would sing it? Since Eric Carr sang it on the Animalized Live and Uncensored, would Eric Singer sing it, or would Gene sing it? Give it to Tommy. Honestly. Honestly, that's a that'd be cool. Yeah, you know he's he's proven to have a pretty solid voice. I mean, they all sing well, you know, but Tommy's got a good voice. Give it to Tommy, or give it to Eric Singer. Or now that they're down tuning to whatever it is, like uh, you Z, know the Z chord, right? They can uh, maybe have Gene sing it again.
You know what, Ken? As we're waxing nostalgic about the mid-'80s kiss, which mm-hmm. was a really fun era for both of us, I think. I'm actually buffing nostalgic. You're, uh, you're not waxing your butt. I like that. Very good. I see what you did there. Why don't we listen to an old kiss interview from back in the day, from the mid-'80s, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's something to uh, for, for listeners who lived through it like we did, but also people who are, were too young to remember. Second thoughts when they finally decided to take off their trademark, which is the makeup. No, you know, when... When we started wearing the makeup, there were no second thoughts either. You know, when we first started wearing it, uh, the day that we shot the first album cover, the record company said, are you, are you sure you don't want to shoot this cover without makeup? So we were real sure of what we were doing, and we were real sure of what we were doing now. It's just, you know, if you part your hair on the left side or the right side, it doesn't change who you are. And who Kiss is hasn't changed at all. We're still into the same things. We still, we still want to party. We still want to give the audience a big show, and we... We want to get ourselves off. I mean, if we're not enjoying it, then we wouldn't be doing it anymore. And, you know, the tendency people have about labeling music, they tend to put all bands into the rock and roll category. And of course, lately there's been the heavy metal revival. Ask Paul if he thought that Kiss of Sound was, if he considered Kiss of Sound to be heavy metal. You know, it's tough because before there was heavy metal, there was Kiss. So it's, it's tough when you start trying to categorize music. I don't want to be the representative spokesman of heavy metal music because I don't think it does us any good, and I don't think it does heavy metal music any good. We're just, you know, we're KISS, and we've been doing this, and we keep doing it, and uh, I don't know if it falls into that category. I don't know, you know, because there's so many different kinds of music that get labeled. I mean, if Fleetwood Mac is rock, and Judas Priest is rock, what's rock? KISS, a group coming to concert tomorrow night to Robert Stadium. It's called Heavens on Fire from the new album Animalize. And KISS, well, they're a group that's been together for about 11 years or so. And, uh, well, earlier today, uh, original member Paul Stanley gave us a call. And, uh, well, I asked him uh, what was it like to uh, keep it up for so long. And uh, Paul went on to tell us uh, about the hard life of a rock and roll band. Well, you keep it up because you're on the road, because that's what makes it so much fun. I mean, some people have this idea that being on tour is kind of like being in Disneyland, but it's really not. It's kind of like being in Disney World. It's much bigger than you even imagine. So, I mean, the fans make it a lot of fun for us, and the great-looking girls make it a lot of fun for us. And basically, just enrolling and living this kind of life is really what makes it really a lot of fun for us. I mean, I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing. It's like if you were growing up and you decided you want to be president, you became president. I got no complaints, folks. This is this is really the life. Matter of fact, right now, I'm looking to Playboy because I got to find somebody to be in the next video. So life's real tough. Okay. Uh, speaking of videos, what is going to be your next video? Uh, we're shooting Thrills in the Night Monday, and that'll be the next video. And that should be probably out in the next two weeks. Okay, where are you going to cut that video at, and uh, who's directing it? Uh, 
the same people who did uh, Heavens on Fire doing it. And basically, it's just an idea I had. Heavens on Fire was pretty much, you know, my whole thing. So this one is too. And uh, we're shooting it in Detroit. We're also doing a MTV concert. We're shooting that in Detroit. So uh, we, we got quite a bit of work to do. Can you give us any hint of what's going to be going on in the video? Oh, well, you know, what's, it's going to be tough for me. There's a, a lot of shots of me in bed with a, a beautiful woman, which is real hard. You know, that, that, that takes a lot of a lot of work, a lot of courage, and there's a there's a lot of um, live stuff, a lot of performance stuff. You get to see most of the effects that are in the show. You'll see, you know, bombs and fire. And um, during the show, we play up in the lighting system, 25 feet up in the air. So you'll see that. And the stage is beautiful. It's like um, the floor of the stage looks like the cover of Animal Eyes. And then there's all kinds of metal ramps and different levels. And there's an elevator on stage. It's all kinds of really great stuff. That right? So that's all in the video. Speaking of your new album, Animal Eyes, uh, can you give us a hint uh, why you named the album Animal Eyes? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of people around right now who seem to think that it's some kind of achievement to become like a computer. And people seem to think that advancing means becoming more like IBM. And to me, advancing means remembering that you're basically fresh and blood, you know? I mean, we got a lot more in common with monkeys than we do with... Uh, things you plug into the wall. So basically animalize is just us saying, you know, don't forget your roots. They go back a ways. Thanks a lot. That's Paul Stanley of KISS. KISS will be in concert tomorrow night, uh, as you're about to find out. Stay tuned. On the way, we've got Lionel Richie coming up on WKDQ. Well, Gary, it looks like we have somebody on the podcast uh, hotline. It is Mr. Mitch LaFon. He does a KISS podcast, something that we want to make everyone aware of, but he's here for a much more important reason. Mitch, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, by the way. Anytime. And yeah, you know, I, um, I do do the uh, the three sides of the coin KISS podcast, but honestly, I'm, I'm not here to talk about that today. We're um, I'm putting together a um, KISS 40th anniversary tribute album for, uh, for cancer care, for a cancer hospice called A World with Heroes, and it's a, a pledge music dot com campaign which means that uh you know you go to pledge music you find the album and you uh, much like you did on the telethons with jerry lewis back in the day you, you you pledge 20 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever amount you want and eventually you'll get an album out of it and um you know it's it, it, most of it's going to a um cancer in fact all of it's going to a cancer hospice and it, it's it's important that, that, that I get the word out and that we get the pledges because, um, unfortunately, with pledge music, if you don't reach 100% of your goal, they pull the plug on the entire project. And I've got um, guys from Cinderella playing on it, from Tesla, from Whitesnake, from Guns N' Roses. Uh, I've got Phil Nero on there who used to be in a band with uh, somebody we know called uh, Peter Chris. Um, you know, I've <laughs> yeah, got, we've, uh, we've kind of heard of him. Kind of heard of him. Yeah. You know, I've got Brian Tishy on there, who's played with Foreigner, Billy Idol, of course, Whitesnake as well, uh, Terry Ilias, who's been uh, with, or who is with Great White, um, and he's been absolutely fantastic. I'll just, just take a, a little sidestep here to say that uh, I told Terry about the project, and the first thing he said is, uh, what song, and when do you want it by, and who else do you want me to call out of my phone book? And he, he, you know, he put me in a, he put me in contact with Doug Aldrich and he put me in contact with a couple other people. And 
I mean, so kind. And he said, uh, and I said, well, how much do you want for this? He goes, oh, I'm not getting paid for this. Nobody's getting paid for this, Mitch. You know, we, we're doing this for the right reason. And so, uh, mm-hmm. special thanks to him. We've got, uh, Don Dawkin that's going to be on here doing, uh, cold gin. Uh, oh, wow. That, that, that should be pretty cool. That's going to be great. Yeah. And I, I've already got the backing track, uh, got that done. I'm just waiting for Don to put his vocal over it. Um, you know, Bumblefoot. Uh, from Guns N' Roses, Rex Brown, who was in Pantera, now he's in Kill Devil Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list. Chris Van Dahl, who was the lead singer of uh, L.A. Guns in the '90s, and the fun thing about uh, Chris is that he's um, in Vegas and also in Hawaii, where he does this Legends of Rock show, and he's the voice of Steven Tyler in the show, and so he's going to give us a version of Hard Luck Woman. Uh, as if Steven Tyler was singing it. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. I mean, how trippy is that going to be? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, you know? You know, and it, it's weird because nobody can really say that they haven't been touched or affected by cancer. And and we as KISS fans on a level have been touched by cancer. We lost yeah. our beloved Eric Carr to yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Peter Chris uh, cancer scare. and Yeah. This is a chance for us to get some good music and help some people out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, listen, my uh, father-in-law passed away on January 4th of this year, uh, 2013. And uh, he was taken care of of, at this hospice uh, in Hudson, Quebec, which is about 20 minutes from where I live. And, uh, you know, my wife sat with him in this room for two weeks and was taken care of like uh, they were kings and queens. Which, you know, to pass away in dignity, there really is no greater thing than to to actually not be just in a hallway in a hospital. And, and anyway, she wanted to give back and she said, listen, I'll send them a check for a hundred bucks and which is great. But I thought, you know, maybe maybe we could do something better. Maybe I could do something better. Where can where can I find some funds? And a couple of weeks later, you know, around the world, it was like, oh, Kiss's 40th anniversary. And I said, well, you know what? Why don't I just combine these two worlds together? And I sent out a couple of emails to Terry from uh, from Great White and a couple others. And, you know, everybody said, yeah, let's do this. And so to have these international rock stars that are some are living in Indonesia and some are in New Zealand and Nashville and Los Angeles and Chicago and Sweden. And just said, yeah, we'll we'll come and support this this local cancer hospice of yours it is phenomenal. And um, you know, some people suggested that we go to the American Cancer Society or the Canadian Cancer Society, and uh, those are fabulous charities. I have absolutely nothing against them, obviously, but I just really wanted to see this place that took care of my wife's father um, benefit and, and make sure that they can continue doing what they do. And and so. You know, here we are. Now we started off with five artists, and and we're up to like 37 artists that are going to either fantastic. do a drum track or do a guitar track or or do or do vocals. And we've mixed and matched people. We've got Bill Leverty of Firehouse with Russ Dwarf of um, the Killer Dwarves mm-hmm. doing a duet on Deuce. Um, you know, I've got uh, Brian Tishy playing drums on Detroit Rock City with Bumblefoot of Guns N' Roses singing and playing all the guitars and Rex Brown of Pantera doing the bass. Um, you know, I've got Rex Brown doing the bass and singing a lead vocal, which 
He doesn't do that on yeah. Larger Than Life. Uh, Doug That's Alders, a great track. It's a killer track. And, you know, I've got, um, well, there's one track I wish I could talk about, but I can't. But it's it's a former member of KISS who who's redoing a KISS classic as a, an acoustic orchestra, orchestral song. And uh, he wants me to wait before I announce that. But how trippy is that going to be? You know, that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So the mystery kiss member, it'll, it'll all come out soon. Yeah, he wanted to uh, wait until we got to fifty percent of our goal so that we could announce and then give it that and then last kick little it, push. that little extra kick. Which makes sense because We'd if make we it go it, to eleven. Yes, exactly. Way to eleven. Crank it up to eleven and bring down the stone. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, and, uh, Phil Lewis of, uh, of the current LA Guns is going to do Master and Slave. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and, you know, that, that was the other concept with, uh, with the album. If we can just talk about the album for a second. Yeah, go for uh, it. Because it's the 40th anniversary, what I've done is I've separated the, um, the album into three sections, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s and beyond. And there's going to be at least four songs of every era. And in fact, it's probably going to be about six songs from every era. And, uh, you know, Mark Tornillo of Accept is doing Spit from uh, Revenge. Very good. Um, Jeff Paris is doing Shout Mercy from uh, Monster. Uh, we've got a hard luck woman. We've got a Canadian band Slaves on Dope that are going to do um, New York Grove. Um, just trying to think. Um, who else is on it? Sass Jordan, a Canadian female vocalist, mm-hmm. is going to be doing uh, I Stole Your Love. Uh, uh-huh. Honeymoon Suite doing Reason to Live. Uh, Russ Dwarf doing Unholy all by himself. Uh, Phil Nero uh, is on there. So, you know, we've got songs up and down, and, and every era is represented. And what we're going to do is we're going to list the songs in order of the year they were released. So let's say somebody does Strutter, first song, first album, that goes first, and then, you know, whatever comes after. Black Diamond would go later on, you know. So we're going to list it chronologically, and we've got all these different guys, and we're mixing and matching artists, people who wouldn't ne- normally work with each other are working together. Um, Sean Kelly, who's the guitarist of Nelly Furtado's band, is doing all the guitars on Forever, and hmm. Terry Terry of Great White is going to sing over that. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, I would love to encourage everyone who listens to the podcast to check out – the the page which what's 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 the address Mitch? Well, the uh, you know the the quickest way if you want to just remember it is pledgemusic.com and then you search you know Kiss 40th anniversary tribute or a world with heroes. But if you want to go directly to it, you'll need a pen and I'll go slow. It's okay. pledgemusic.com forward slash projects. You know P R O J E C TS, then forward slash again, KISS 40th, so the number 40 and then TH, and then tribute. So pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash KISS 40th tribute. And, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of great stuff on there. And, and you can also bid for other things. The guys from Kill Devil Hill, Rex Brown, Vinny Apache, who was in Black Sabbath. Um, he's not playing on the album, but he donated a drum head that all four guys in the band have signed. Rust Wharf has uh, volunteered a um, acoustic house concert. Now, if you go to the pledge page, it says that it's the Toronto area only. Um, 
That's sort of true. You know, for $2,000, you can have that concert come to you for um, if you live in Toronto. But if you live in anywhere else, New Zealand and stuff, you can buy it anyway. You're just going to have to provide the, you know, the transportation and the hotel for him. But, <laughs> you know, uh, Ron Keel offered a vocal lesson. Bill Leverty is doing a guitar lesson. Derek Sherinian, who, if you don't know it, was the offstage keyboardist on the Kiss Revenge Tour. Mm-hmm. is willing to sit down with you for an hour and give you a keyboard lesson. Wow. And you know, quite frankly, if you want to just talk about Kiss with him, I guess he can do that too. Um, boy, what else do we have? We had uh, signed autographs or signed 8x10s from uh, Bumblefoot. Um, uh, you know, and there's, there's one on there that's kind of cool too. We have one called the Bonus Track. And, you know, if you're in a Kiss band or you're a Kiss fanatic, and you want your song to appear on the album along with all these other great musicians, go to Plug Music and pick up that bonus track, and we'll put you on the album. You could tell your grandkids, hey, you know, Grandpa is playing uh, rock and roll all night on an album that has Don Dawkins and members of Guns N' Roses on it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we we also will put it in our show notes, and we will also post it on the podcast Facebook page. So we just encourage everybody to check this out and do something. Do something, and, and this is a way to get some good music and to make a difference. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is, again, unfortunately, if we don't reach the pledge goal by April 17th, they pull the plug on this, and only one person in this world will will hear these tracks, and that's me, and that's... That's, that's not right. I mean, no, music's meant to be, music's meant to be shared. I mean, uh, and I've got Detroit Rock City completed right here in my iTunes. It sounds killer. Same with Cold Gin. Same with Beth. They all sound fantastic. And, you know, let's make it happen. But at the end of the day, you know, let's give back to the community. And, uh, I know it's my community this time that's going to benefit from, from the cash or from the money or the funds. But that's okay. You know, uh, you know, when it, we'll come to your aid when it when it's time, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't well said there. No. That, hey, it, it I got all caught makes up it. on the words. That, that's but. all right. That's all right. And and uh, and you'll of course have this information on the three sides of the coin page, I'm sure, right? Yeah. We um I, I throw it up there every so often, and um, you know I try to be respectful of of the fan base too. I, I don't want to be abusive and and put this on there as if it's sort of a spam posting so once every three or four or five days i'll I'll put a note up there because you know i don't want to i don't want to be too pushy i want people to help out but i don't want to be you know that that thorn in your side either (laughs) yeah but this is for a good cause so Uh, i i agree it all works out so we want to facebook for the for the pledge um, campaign too it's uh facebook.com a world with heroes forward slash a world with heroes excellent that that Excellent. Fantastic. Um, we would also, from the podcast, just like to extend a little uh, welcome to the neighborhood to you, Tommy, and Mr. Mike Bramvold. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're glad to have Three Sides of the Coin join the uh, KISS podcast you know, lineup. KISS world. Yeah, KISS world. Yeah, it's out there. And uh, just uh, I, I personally enjoy the show. So keep it up. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, 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 you know what I would like to do at, at some point is extend the invitation to you guys and do a conversation where all of us 
uh, talk together and, you know, use the audio and the video on both podcasts, you know, do sort of a uh, one of those comic book crossovers with two variant covers. Be awesome. Yeah, it'll be like the Avengers of the Kiss world. (laughs) The Avengers meets the Justice League. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, I think it would because, you know, it, it would be nice to have more people agree with me on the podcast. Definitely. Well, <laughs> Mitch, do me a favor. Give me a bumper real quick. Say, this is Mitch LaFon. Hey, you're listening to Podkiss, and I'm Mitch LaFon. Ta-da. You know, since it's the 40th anniversary tour, I want to mention something real quick. Two things. What do you think of the um, offer to now finance the Monster Book? Really? <laughs> yeah, really. What do you think of it? I mean, it's great if you want it, go for it. But if you do finance it, you pay like, you know, and now economics 101 with Ken. You you wind up paying more for the more more for the interest than you would the actual book if you make the minimum payments. So please anybody purchasing, choose wisely. It's just a book. You know, it, anyone who collects anything choose wisely. All right. But anyone, you know, anyone who collects anything where you're spending money on it, um, particularly if you've been collecting for a long time, if you if you look at your collection, you say, wow, it's an awful lot of money to spend. Right. Mm -hmm. It's an awful lot of money to have spent on something for pleasure over time, distributed over a number of years. That's, you know, it's negligible because if you can afford, you know, 10, 20 dollars here and there, that's different to make an investment of that size all at once. I would say, you mean of a monster size? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's a, an appropriately named product. Um, I really want to consider doing that all at once, right? I mean, it, if you can. Yeah. If if if, what, if if you're gonna get the book, just pay for it. Be careful entering into any long-term contracts. I, I, yeah. Just be careful, folks. And now the other thing I want to talk about is the. Oh wait, wait, wait. But let me wait. Hang oh. on. I'm sorry. It's just okay. I, but but let me say this too, because All right. here's the other thing about that. Okay, is that I, I'm reading a lot of really uh, unkind, I guess, things about both sides. Right. I'm reading very unkind things on on message boards about Gene and Paul for making this product and selling it at such a price, which you know I think it's I think it's overpriced, but it, you mm-hmm. know so is everything. And I'm reading really, really super unkind things, super mean, super unkind things about the people who buy this book. And let me say this, okay? Um, my, my wife and I both have PhDs, and mm-hmm. uh, we were looking to buy a house a few years back. And mm-hmm. when you read the paperwork, oh yeah, any contract really, I mean, heck, even though like I agree to the terms of service when you click that online, when you're doing whatever – um, that stuff is, you know, you could have two people in the room with PhDs, and it still is a bunch of gobbledygook that you can. Oh yeah, and it's just, and it's written that way on purpose. So I guess right. what we're saying is, have fun, be careful. Right. Well, yeah, and, and let's I, not let's I, you not know, call I, people I, stupid. Like smart, you know, smart people still can sign things that they don't know what they're signing. Right. Right. Don't so be, be wise in your own eyes. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just it's scary shit out there. Yeah, yeah. So just be careful. The other thing I want to talk about real quick, it, have you seen the 40th anniversary logo? Uh, yes, yeah. Now, I'm telling you, whoever's designing this stuff, and I'll just say that, really needs to take like a graphic design class or something. 
Ouch. Because you cannot see the 40 at all. Really? Take a look at it. The 40 is obscured by everything else in front of it. Hmm. I, I don't know. I think every, I, I don't mind it so much. I think everything these days looks, uh, so easy to do because it's on a computer and we can all yeah. do it easily. I, I miss the days when things looked, uh, like you had to do it by hand. I tell you what, uh, Kiss are the comic book band. Why not make something that looks like it's, uh, comic book art for the 40th anniversary of, of this group, right? The super visual. Yeah, but Paul recently book. said on the Alice Cooper <clears throat> show, uh, Alice asked him, well, wasn't there supposed to be a Ken a, Kelly a, type? Yeah, a, yeah, painted. And Paul basically said, we're not a, a comic book band kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that he designed the album cover. And I'm like, well, so just getting a picture of yourself is a design? And I just seem kind of weird, you know. But that's fine. If, if yeah, if, well, hey, if well, you, well, well, you want to, but if you want to make, if you want to capitalize on the fact that like the makeup is its own trip, then make a logo that has to do with the makeup. The see, shiny, that would be a great idea. Yeah, actually, you could have the makeup within the logo. That's a cool logo idea. Or use what you got. You know, the the the. I think the but thing, think about the, that, Gary. We've never seen that. Have you ever seen that where the makeup itself? is represented in the S and the I and the K. I don't think I have. Think about it. We have never seen that. We've seen the band's faces, like, right. in things. You're lucky enough to have a four-man four band with a four-letter logo. There you go. Right. Well, That see, could this be is... really cool. So Photoshoppers have reason, fun. Reason number whatever why they need to hire us. Well, yeah, like that's going to happen. We're just fans, and frankly, we don't want that job. We love you, Kiss, but we don't want to work for you, but we love you. We, I've really enjoyed the last so many years that I've been a Kiss fan. I mean, it, it's been a trip since I was that young kid back in 1975 all the way up to now. And you guys, all of you, all 10 Kiss members have done something that's really cool. Absolutely. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkist.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podkist is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Record it and all, on top of that. <laughs> what voice is that? I don't know, I just do weird things. <laughs> I guess it might be good. On on account of